Welcome to the Occult London podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, and the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate on iTunes, as it really helps to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk. Thank you. In today's episode, we are continuing our discussion on the signs of the Zodiac by looking at the sign of Virgo and some of the mythology and symbols associated with this sign. The sign of Virgo is one of the most ancient constellations and has always been associated with goddesses and the divine feminine. This is the sixth sign of the zodiac and the second one to have a human's representation rather than an animal. And Virgo is often depicted as a young woman holding a sheaf of wheat which represents the harvest. This imagery is thought dates back to the Babylonian times who called the constellation the furrow and it was represented by a corn goddess. And the brightest star in the constellation is known as speaker, which means ear of corn. Some important dates relating to Virgo, the solar conjunction, September the 16th to October the 30th, the Rashi's sidereal is September the 17th to October the 17th, the tropical is August 24th to September the 23rd, It's the house of Mercury, it's the element of Earth. Key attributes of Virgo are precision, are practicality, the harvest, and the colours are tan, green, browns, autumn colours. Good incenses related to Virgo is anything kind of earthy as well, so things like storax are very good, um, galbanum. And the angel is Hamaliel, which is an angel really uh, connected with sort of untapped potential and bringing out the harvest from that point of view. From a mythological perspective, this constellation is often associated with the Babylonian goddess Ishtar, who was worshipped across the ancient world from Cyprus to Babylon and is considered to be the original Aphrodite of Greece and the Venus of Rome. Ishtar or Nana is the goddess of love, beauty, desire, war and power in Sumerian mythology. And she was also known as the Queen of Heaven and was one of the most powerful and popular deities during the Sumerian religion with the city of Uruk being the centre of her cult. Her symbols include the lion, the dove, the eight-pointed star and was also linked with the Mesopotamian Astarte the Anatolian Sibyl, and also Isis of the Nile. Eratosthenes, who was born in 276 BC, was one of the great keepers of the great Alexandrian library, and he learned Greek and Egyptian at the time, and also wrote on astronomy. And he is recorded to have argued that the Virgin depicted on the Dendera Zodiac is linked with Virgo, saying that the festival of Isis was celebrated in his time at the autumn equinox. It had been celebrated when the Easter equinox was in Virgo. This perfectly agrees with the position of Isis, the virgin mother in the zodiac. The interesting thing about Isis and Virgo, though, is that there are numerous examples of her holding a baby Horus in her arms, very similar to the Christian depictions of the Virgin Mary holding Jesus. And... In the Greeks, we have Virgo, the queen of the harvest, because these stars rise just before dawn 
at the time to bring in the harvest. So Virgo is very much connected with the Demeter or Persephone. Persephone being the daughter and Demeter being the kind of more mature woman. She was also known as Ceres in Rome and also Kosher or Ear of Wheat to the Persians. So overall we can say that most cultures Virgo has been very much associated with the mother goddess and the divine feminine. And this is something that authors River and Gillespie wrote in their excellent book, The Knot of Time. We find in Virgo, more than in any other sign, reflections of the belief about the great goddess held most dear by her worshippers. The goddess was seen as both the fertile earth mother and the sanctified virgin, the queen of heaven and the woman who lives in obscurity. She was in every woman. Virgo's oldest associations were with fruitfulness and fertility, Virgo represents the harvest, the mother, Demeter, as well as the planted seed, the daughter to Persephone. In the Americas, we hear of the mother of maize and the blue corn maiden, while in Europe, people made corn dollies at harvest time to contain the blessing of the corn maiden mother throughout the year. In ancient Greece, legends connected with Virgo can be found in the Greek myth of creation, and this myth tells us that you know, before men or animals lived on Earth, there was a race of giants that were known as the Titans, so very similar to the concept of the Nephilim. Two of these giants were called Prometheus and Epitheus. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. And they were given the task of creating human beings and animals. Once this task was done, Epimetheus set about giving various gifts and qualities to his creations so wings to some, claws to some. He was very generous. Um, but he had nothing left when he came to mankind, so he asks Prometheus to help. Prometheus feels sorry for mankind, and so travels into heaven and brings back the gift of fire. And this special gift makes man much more superior to other beings, because he can you know, keep warm, make tools, etc. So it's sort of like the first technology... Um, but also, obviously, symbolically, the gift of fire is like this sort of divine spark as well. Jupiter, the king of the gods, is angry at what Prometheus did, and so he decides to punish him by tying him onto a rock on Mount Caucasus, where an eagle constantly tears at his liver, but never quite consumes him. And Jupiter is also meant to have sent a curse to Earth, delivered by the first woman, whose name was Pandora, whose name means gift from all the gods. And Pandora brought with her a box which was never meant to be opened. But one day she decides she is going to open the box and out springs a terrible plague that haunts mankind forevermore with sickness and death. However, at the bottom of the box, the legend tells us there was one thing that had not escaped and that was hope. So a nice ending. During the terrible times that followed um, the box being opened, however, the gods are meant to have left the earth one by one to live in heaven. But the last god, goddess to leave is Astraea, who is the goddess of innocence and purity, who, according to Hesiod, is meant to have said, and this is from Hesiod's works and days, Would that I were not among the men of the fifth age, but either had died before or been born afterwards. For now truly is a race of iron, 
and men never rest from labour and sorrow. By day, strength will be right and reverence will cease to be, and the wicked will hurt the worthy man speaking false words against him, and will swear an oath upon them. Zealous, foul-mouthed, delighting in evil with scowling face will go along with wretched men, one and all. And Nemesis and Eidos, shrouding their bright forms in pale mantles, shall go from the wide-wayed earth back to Olympus, forsaking the whole race of mortal men and all that will be left by them to mankind will be wretched pain. And there shall be no defence against evil. So after leaving Earth, Astraea is placed amongst the stars and becomes the constellation of Virgo. And the story goes that one day the Golden Age will come again and Astraea will return to the Earth, which might be a good time around now. To finish this episode, I wanted to just briefly talk, touch on some of the magical aspects of Virgo. From a magical perspective, when we're in the time of Virgo, it's the harvest time. It's the fruits of the season it must be harvested and sorted and organised to keep those things that are good and also discard things that are not. So it's about organising the harvest and putting them into safe places so that we can have enough food, enough sustenance to last us through the dark months of winter. So the energy of this sign is very earthy. It's very good at organising, at labelling, putting things into different boxes. It's earthy, it's detail-oriented, it's very particular. And the planetary ruler of Virgo is Mercury, so there's a lot of energy here that can be used for things to improve communication, understand oneself, better divination as well as focusing on the goals. As it is a heavy earth sign as well, it's a good energy to use for practical elements such as finances, manifestation, grounding, protection and property. However, I wanted to finish the episode with a poem called The Song of Isis, which is from Tannhauser, which is one of Crowley's um, actual poems. Uh, I'm not a Thelemite or anything like that but uh, some of his poetry is particularly beautiful and I thought this particular one is very evocative of that divine feminine that we're talking about with regards to Virgo. So this is the Song of Isis from Tannhauser. Isis am I and from my life are fed all showers and suns, all moons that wax and wane, all stars and streams, the living and the dead, the mystery of pleasure and of pain. I am the mother, I the speaking sea, I am the earth and its fertility. Life, death, love, hatred, light, darkness, return to me, to me. Hathor am I, and to my beauty drawn, all glories of the universe bow down, the blossom and the mountain and the dawn, fruits blush and women are creation's crown, I am the priest, the sacrifice, the shroud, I am the love and life of the divine, life, death, love, hatred, light, darkness are surely mine, are mine. Venus am I, the love and light of earth, 
the wealth of kisses, the delight of tears, the barren pleasure never come to birth, the endless infinite desire of years. I am the shrine at which thy long desire devoured thee with intolerable fire. I was song, music, passion, death upon thy lyre, thy lyre. I am the grail, and I the glory now. I am the flame and fuel of thy breast. I am the star of God upon thy brow. I am thy queen, enraptured and possessed. Hide thee, sweet river, welcome to the sea, ocean of love that shall encompass thee. Life, death, love, hatred, light, darkness, return to me, to me. Isis am I, and from my life are fed all stars and suns, all moons that wax and wane, create and uncreate, living and dead, the mystery of pain. I am the mother, I, the silent sea, the earth its travail, its fertility, life, death, love, hatred, light, darkness, return to me, to me. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Occult London podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please make sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. Thank you and good night. Good night.